Okay, good morning. It's uh, actually Friday morning. We're doing the podcast on a Friday since I have a day off. So I think last time we left off, we were kind of getting to the tail end just before you headed over to Canada. So I just wanted to kind of loop around. There's a couple names you mentioned last time that I just wanted to clarify. You mentioned a fun as being a friend of yours. I believe that's the same guy you talk to still. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So how do you guys meet and what's, what's what's the relationship there? But it actually started when I was going to uh, high school. I had to get that uh, that diploma for what they call senior matriculation. And, uh, that sounds like a disease. Uh, yeah, 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 well, no. <laughs> well, depending on how you look at it, uh, it could be, <laughs> could be considered that. But um, I went to, I came from the seminary. Mm-hmm. And the seminary, after 12 years, you get uh, uh, like a kind of a a certificate diploma Mm -hmm. for the studies that you have had for 12 years of studying. That's a fair amount, same as in in a university, for instance, except that this here is all religion-based. It would be a theological kind of study in, in the seminary setting. But if to go over to the secular field for the same kind of study, uh, you had to start out with high school and you go from there on. And high school back home came in in two parts. You had A and B, junior matriculation and senior matriculation. So in order to be able to do the exam, I had to go to that high school because uh, there had to be too much emphasis on religion and not on uh, on, on secular subjects. So um, I went to Buxmere, and here we are with a bunch of guys together. And that was the, always in the afternoon after the young kids that did the early grades of high school were gone, then the high school was used to teach the older ones. And so I just kind of wove right in, and uh, you get to see when I and uh, where do you live, where you go, oh, then I can go on the bike I pedal home with you because you're on my way home. And uh, so one day I uh, I saw Fun, Fun Klein, and uh, he was from St. Ernest. And uh, we get to talk and then we pedal home and uh, the next day the same thing. And so finally, uh, uh, by, uh, you make homework by yourself, yeah? Do you? Yeah. Well, why uh, why don't you come over to my place and we can go to school after from my place then you don't have to travel that distance anymore and why should we go alone so anyway it keeps going and uh uh eventually i uh i go up to fun's place and he had uh let me see one three, four, four or five, four sisters, I believe, mm-hmm. and one yeah. brother. And uh, we sit there doing our studying in the living room. Is this in the morning? Uh, no, in the afternoon. In the yeah. And uh, so, uh, well, between uh, uh, dinner time, like between, between 12 and 4, yeah. by 4 o'clock, we had to get on the bike to go to, to, school. Go to school. Gotcha. And then after school, uh, six or seven o'clock, we pedal home again. 
And uh, so I kept going to Fun's place all the time, and I see his mom and his dad. His dad was a painter. They had a, a paint store. They were selling paints and whatnot. And he was uh, well, uh, uh, a painter. And I got along great with them. They, they, were, they were funny and a, a very open-minded. Like they, uh, they, uh, is, they were growing up with the kids, not over them, mm -hmm. uh, uh, like hurting them. No, they were living with them and enjoying all the little things that kids do or ex experience. And uh, that was the same, and so question comes up, and so uh, how did you do, and where did you go, and uh, how was it in the war for you? Because that was right after the war, right. and uh, uh, so uh, we were kidding around, and just boys and girls together, but there was nothing going on. And the funny thing is, I never went out with any of his sisters. Mm -hmm. It is just. Uh, it's almost like a sister, you, you know, it's your own sister. No, you don't go out with your own sister. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but uh, we were a happy bunch. And uh, uh, so I enjoyed going there and for fun to come up to my place. Then he would have to go farther away from the school and go all the way back again. Mm -hmm. It was easier for me on top of that uh, with the bakery and stuff. It was a lot easier to study at his place than it would be at my place right. because there was always noise and interference. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was a lot there and uh, uh, it surprised that we, surprising we actually could learn because uh, sometimes somebody or, or would come in and ask questions or you hear things and then you can't study all the time and then uh, you talk about everyday things. But anyway, uh, Fun and I, we got to be good friends and uh, exclusively. Like, with, there's a lot of guys, and we were friendly with the other guys in the class. Yeah. There were some girls too. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, the headmaster of the, the, the Mulo, as it was called, the high school there, uh, his daughter was in the, uh, in the senior uh, group. And, um, <laughs> One of the, one of the boys, he kind of uh, uh, took a shining to his daughter, but his daughter was fairly young, I think fifteen or something, and mm -hmm. uh, and then the old man, he was the the hard-fisted guy. He was the one that had the reputation. You got to be, you got to watch out for the headmaster because he doesn't stop for nothing. At that time, corporal punishment was still uh, normal. Mm -hmm. And he would deal it out to the older guys that didn't, you know, like uh, if you were 16 or 17 and you like to get slapped around, you do something wrong in Van Kirk's class and you get it. He, uh, he had no, and he could do it too. The guy could handle himself. So anyway, uh, we were in that class and then on the way home, we passed by uh, a shop where they... They sold pastries and stuff, and they had coffee and tea and lemonade. No alcohol, but uh, all the rest of the things, like a bistro kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And at that time, there was a new kind of pastry, and it was uh, had, it was filled with uh, whipped cream inside, 
and it had pure chocolate coating on the outside. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love those. I still do. This like an eclair, but oh, yeah. it's like a, yeah. a ball. Yeah. And uh, so we go, Fun and I well, uh, go in for coffee before we go home, because that was quite a stretch where we had to pedal, and mm-hmm. why not have a coffee? Uh, uh, there was always a bit of change here and there. And we go in there, and there was one girl, and oh, she was a real beauty. And she was serving, and uh, what can I do for you guys? And she came up and said, I have a coffee, please, and you I have a coffee too, thank you. So one day I said, uh, I, in the window I saw these bossabolle, as they call those eclairs. Mm-hmm. I said, how much are they? And she said, didn't you see the price there? There's a price tag right on there in the window. I said, no, I don't look at the price. I was interested in, and I got to thinking that, I wonder what they taste like. I never had one, I said, but I see that chocolate on top, and boy, that looks good. And uh, well, see, I don't remember how much they were, but they were enough that you wouldn't want to order one on a regular basis. Right. And especially not because they were made with the best. And uh, she brought one. I uh, just had happened to have the money to pay for one. And uh, I said, Fun, do you like one? Uh, no, 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 you tell me. And so I eat, and the more I ate from it, bit cream with that pure dark chocolate, uh, the, it cannot miss, not to my taste bud. So I really liked it. And so the girl came by a little while later, and and she said, uh, so how was the boss of all? I said, oh boy, that is, I said, it looks yummy when you see it in the in the window. I said, but to eat it, that is, that is altogether different. I said, it's just like uh, some girls, they, uh, how they are different when you get to know them better. Once you get a taste of it, it, and then she had this funny smile on her face, and she walked away, never said anything. But it wasn't long after that, and we go in, and I said to her, I really like to get one of those bossabolle. And uh, yeah, he said, but no. He said, they're, they're nice, he said, but they're not worth the money to me. I said, no, that to each his own, but I like to get one. So we go in there, and uh, so I had another one, and I paid for it. And the week later, uh, I still wanted another possible. So after school, we go in there again. And uh, what would you have? A coffee. You would have coffee too, of course. And then she said to me, Anything else? And I said no, because fun. Either every time he he was sitting there just with his coffee, yeah. and uh, I sit there with his boss ball that he says they didn't taste worth the money. Yeah. Uh, no, I shouldn't do that. Uh, you know that uh, I'll get it some other time. And uh, then uh, I said no, that coffee is fine. Uh, you, you sure you don't want the boss ball? They're good. I said, yeah, I know, but uh, I said, no, I don't, uh, not today. But uh, you don't have to pay for it. I said, but could you tell me who's paying for it? Because somebody's got to pay for the thing. Well, I'll take care of that, she said. Oh, and then when she left, she went to get the boss of all that I, boyfriend says, you know, she really got it in for you. She, she got the hearts for you. I said, not her. I says, have you seen the face? 
She's a beautiful girl. She had light gray hair, gray eyes, but black hair, like mm -hmm. like a, a Spanish uh, senorita. It, uh, it was a beauty and, and built accordingly. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think that I uh, would even deserve to get a second look from her. And she was giving me this boss ball. There's got to be more to it than that. So it got to be a weekly thing that every Friday after school, I go there. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of the time I, when, when she was serving, there was two girls serving. And sometimes we got the other one. But when we came in, for some reason, she always got that table. Maybe we always picked the table that she was serving. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But anyhow, uh, I uh, I went in there one time and I had the boss ball and I said to Fun, I got to go to the washroom. So I went and towards the kitchen, like the kitchen was off to one side and there is a little hallway and there is the washrooms. And just as I go into... There's a little hallway with the washroom doors. And just as I turn the corner to go to the washroom, she comes out of the out of the kitchen. Oh, hi. And I look and, well, there she is. And well, this little hallway, it was lit by the kitchen with a light that comes out of the kitchen mm. or out of the, the bistro. But otherwise it was kind of dark. And she comes up to me and comes up and we get to talk. And, but she didn't have a lot of time because... Maybe the boss is gonna come out of the kitchen. So uh, I started to enjoy her company uh, fleetingly, like, uh, and it was always uh, fun. Must have thought sometimes, how come all of a sudden he has to go to the washroom yeah. all the time? You got a sugar addiction. That <laughs> and a bladder problem. <laughs> yeah, well, it, <laughs> I turned diabetic, I guess, but. Uh, Anyway, uh, and the funny thing was, school was over and I never seen her anymore. Mm. And she was definitely a beautiful looking girl. Now she may have been a wench uh, in every other way, but when it comes to, and she had a nice personality to go with it. But even that is not enough to, uh, you know, you, you got to know a person better than uh, on, on, on two topics. Mm. So, but anyway, it is a nice memory. The, and that was one that I had with, with fun. <laughs> and then when we were... <laughs> so when you were done school, did you keep in touch with fun? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, uh, in fact, when I went to Canada, fun, and I have the pictures too, he was there too. Uh, he was in the bus. It was like a Volkswagen bus that my brother rented to take me to Rotterdam, mm -hmm. to the harbor. But like my dad went along and my sister Annie and then Francine and Francine was my girlfriend yep. at that time. Mm -hmm. And her dad, they came along. So my dad and her dad could kind of talk because, well, our kids are going to get married. That was the plan, yeah. at least more or less. Yeah. Uh, later on, I found out it's a good thing it never happened, because the 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 the, the real feeling wasn't there. This uh, the convenience you have a girlfriend. You go. I didn't have to look for anything here. 
in Canada. I, but the girls coming over as soon as I get settled in where I can afford to support her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you can let the girl come over, but if you don't have a job, like uh, I had for the longest time, uh, on and off, uh, and, and under those conditions, you don't want to, uh, to call the girl over. And uh, anyway, uh, Fun went with me to Rotterdam, and uh, I wrote, we wrote back and forth on a fairly steady basis. Not that he was that much for writing, mm-hmm. and sir, he didn't have the same incentive because he was still in his familiar environment at home. Right. And I, uh, when I came to Canada, uh, I needed to stay in touch with back home because that is, I was part of it. I just came out of there. It, mm-hmm. it was just like I was a newborn. Yeah. And I come here and you, you get your language, your culture, the, the cuisine, the, the everything mm-hmm. is so different. And I got to get used to that, but you have that, that feeling of you're missing something. So, uh, so it was fun the one you kind of primarily corresponded with then. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the first thing, uh, when I went for the first time to Holland for, uh, for vacation, mm-hmm. that's where I went, uh, as well. And so uh, meanwhile, while I was, uh, gone, he got married, but in the, in the early days, when I first got married here, uh, you focus on getting your family unit, yeah. and uh, finally you get a child, and from there on, well, of course, it's it's an explosion, and it takes everything, and all those things start to follow. Your homesickness dwindles, it goes, because this is my home. Your homesickness, I got my home, so why would I be sick for home? This is my home now. Mm-hmm. And you get to, you get used to that. But homesickness is runs in our family, and in mom's family as well. And so uh, it it was quite normal. And uh, and I could see when we first met uh, how homesick she was. And I remember my own, and I knew the feeling. So I tried to help her. But anyway, that's a different story. So. Um... So fun when kind of you knew there growing up and you've kind of touched and touched over the years. Was there anyone else um, back then when you were going to high school or anything else that you kind of met or kept in touch with even when you came across? No, just casual. Like uh, I stayed, I still stayed in touch with uh, Wheel. Right. Now at the time you came over, where, what was Wheel doing? Oh, he, uh, Wheel was already gone to Australia. Right. Because, uh, uh, after he introduced me to what turns out to be uh, his wife, that was his girlfriend, and he introduced me to his girlfriend, the one and only time that I saw her. So, so okay, so let's just kind of back up. So, at the time you he introduced you to girlfriend, what was he doing and what were you doing at the time? Were you in uh, high school or were you No, no, but that time? time I was working right, as so you're working. electrician. Yeah. And Will was uh, a watchmaker, watch and clockmaker. Right. Yeah. That he... Elected that for his trade. Right. So he's living where? He he was living in Gamert. Right. And you were living in? In Oplo. Oplo still, yeah. And uh, see, he used to live right across the road from us. Yeah, no, I remember that. So he's he's moved into Gamert yeah. and you're still living at home working. He's working as a watchman. Yeah. Okay. So we, uh, we well, uh, you, 
the, the friendship is there, yeah. but the the meeting, yeah. the closeness, yeah, the distances, uh, the, the the closeness was only in mind. Yeah. So uh, uh, the one time, I the funny thing, Francine lived right next door to Will's aunt mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mina, and she had an orchard and. The house got sold across the road because uh, the old man, you know, that the kids had more, more or less gone. There was only two or three left, mm-hmm. and the mother, and Will, and a couple of his siblings, they moved to the new house that they built in the orchard, next door to Francine's. Oh, so so at one time I came over to Francine and oh, uh, what are you doing again? And I said well. Next door, the the girl, I, I was, I'm going out with her. Francine? I said, yeah. Where did you meet her? Uh, at the fair in St. Ernest. And, oh, and how long? And so we caught up. And, uh, yeah, he says, well, I'm I'm getting ready to uh, to get everything uh, packed up to, to go to Australia. I said, you're going to Australia? I said, well... It's a funny thing because Francine's girlfriend and her boyfriend, they want to go to Canada. So Francine and I, we were talking to them and the four of us were going to Canada. But uh, uh, her boyfriend and and me, we go there first and then the girls come over Mm. when we get settled in there. He said, but why don't you come to Australia? He said, you come with me. I said, Bill, have you got any idea how far that is? And uh, I said, well, uh, and on top of that, it is too hot for me. I, I said, it's like tropical, and I can't heat, uh, I can't stand the heat. I said, I'll take the snow in Canada before I t- take that Australian heat. And, uh, well, he says, uh, it'd be a, a nice place. He said, but we could go together and we'd be in the same boat, and, you know, and then you have somebody. Yeah. Uh, I said, well, no. I said, no. I said, I may, I may come later on, but I'm going to try Canada first. And so, are you sure you're going? I said, yes, I'm sure I'm going. So uh, he went to Australia and I went to... Yeah. Why, but, now, why did he pick Australia? Was there something in Australia? Yeah, no, his brother... Just like kangaroos? Uh, oh. <laughs> no, Pete, his older brother, okay. who was running the farm mm-hmm. at home, he got married and he went, he went to New Zealand. And at that time, New Zealand was uh, trying to draw as many farmers in. Mm-hmm. It was almost exclusively farmers that would go and that could emigrate into uh, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And Will wanted to go and have somebody, I think, for the same reason. Yeah. He wanted me to go to Australia with him. But the reason he tried to get to Australia, to New Zealand, but because he was not a farmer, he had a hard time getting into New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And it was getting itchy enough that he said, well, if I go to Australia, I can get in there anytime I want. And Australia and New Zealand, I know, it's not too far apart. And once I get to Australia, I know it won't take much, and I'll slip across and go to Pete in New Zealand. I said, well, that's the same thing as what I thought. 
I like to go to the U.S. But it is a lot harder to get in the U.S. than in Canada. Canada was an immigration land. The U.S., well, anybody could go there, but it took longer. And so if I go to Canada first, and uh, I know they have a big border, and I'll be damned if, if there is a wall all the way, yeah. I'll get across. And funny thing, though, it was 33 years before I ever set foot in the U.S., mm -hmm. where I wanted to go originally. Mm -hmm. Once I came to Canada, I liked it. But anyhow, uh, so Francine was uh, asking me, uh, oh, you know the guy... I said, yeah, that's my best friend. And he wants me to go with him to Australia. And she said, you're not going, are you? I said, no, I'm going to Canada. And oh, okay, yeah, well, uh, Fris is going to Canada too. His twin brother is there. I said, yeah, but that's what we kind of talked about. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I stayed in touch with Will, but then when he got to Australia, he got the same thing. You, you're busy to find your place, which he did soon enough. And he started out as a watchmaker, and he was doing great. But then one day the, he got the news, your eyes will not allow you to have this trade for the rest of your life. So he had to do something else. But anyhow. So, so both of you, both Wheel intended to go to New Zealand with a stopover in Australia, and you yeah. were planning to go to the U.S. with a stopover in Canada. And yeah, yeah. You only made it partway, both of you. Okay. Yeah, and uh, over the years, uh, uh, he started to uh, uh, to uh, have his family, and so did I. And well, it takes all your attention. And oh, yeah. uh, frankly, I didn't have his address because I didn't know where to write, mm -hmm. and I didn't know uh, any. Uh, where, where all the other kids went. So if you actually sent Will Bardul, care of Australia, you're... Uh, that, yeah, yeah but see, it, uh, I would still be waiting for a delivery. Yeah. But, uh, and the same thing, uh, it was even worse. See, Will went to Melbourne, mm -hmm. uh, and I found out later, and he, he died in Melbourne and never left, except, of course, for yeah. vacations and what. But as far as the living quarters... Yeah. Uh, when I came to Canada, I was all over the map, yeah. and uh, there was no way of keeping track. It sometimes could last for a few months or a half year, uh, but it was uh, always moving from one to another. Yeah, just just kind of you mentioned about um, meeting Wheel's wife. So yeah, he met his, his met his wife in Holland. Yeah, okay. I was. Uh, Wheel told me uh, uh, so. Like we always did, uh, at some point there is a, uh, so you got a girlfriend, oh yeah, and uh, where she lives, yeah, yeah, in the ribs. Oh, but the ribs is the, uh, the town where, or the village that uh, Jeske came from. Jeske was uh, Will's wife's name. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, so uh, what does she look like? And you know, the, uh, we were kind of exchanging yeah. notes. And uh, who do you go out with? Uh, so he said, why don't you come over uh, uh, to the reps and I'll show you. And uh, 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 he said, on Sunday, he said, we'll go there on the bike and then we can, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, uh, I'll talk to her and then come out 
and because I couldn't go in, you know, he cannot invite me in her place. Yeah. So he brought her out, and I went in. Yeah, the Jeske, the Albert, and so we talked for a bit, and that was the only time that I actually saw her. And then afterwards, uh, when I saw Will, he said, uh, "So what do you think?" I said, "Holy mackerel!" I said, "She is one heck of a tall girl," and I remember uh, saying to him, "I said, Will, for." The, you're not a small guy, but uh, do you think you need a little footstool or something? Because she is quite tall. And uh, so we kidding around about that. And he said, well, if you're going out with Francine, then uh, uh, later, he said, if you're going out with Francine, he said, remember when you told me about the footstool? And uh, and that guy said, yeah, well, I said, uh, usually it's the same thing with Francine, but... I let her sit on my lap, and then the, the difference is not that big. So we were always kidding around. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, he was gone to Australia before. Now, did he go ahead of, or did uh, his, like, did they get married to Holland? Or I don't know. Okay. I got to ask his son. I'm t in touch with his youngest mm -hmm. son, and I got to ask him, uh, did they come there together, yeah. or did they get married in? in Australia or what, I have no idea. Uh, I could have asked many times, but I, I did it. It really never mattered, but lately I've been wondering about that because there is a fair chunk of time mm -hmm. that I was not in touch with him. Right. So, uh, so anyway, he, he met his wife in Holland and moved oh, to yeah. Australia before you came to Canada. Yeah, 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 because I was still there when when he I, he introduced her to me in her home village, mm -hmm. and uh, and I remember he says I won't be long today. Well, I won't be long. That is a relative concept, mm -hmm. because Kitty Corner across the road from where Will and Jessica were, yeah. there was a cafe restaurant where they had a billiard table, and I love billiards, still do. And I thought, well, I'll kill the afternoon. Playing billiards, I probably find somebody or even the the barman. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they would say, "I'll play a game, anything to make money," because you got to pay for playing billiards too. Yeah. And I played my fair share of billiards, but uh, we didn't reappear. And I got on my bike and I went home. Uh, there was no telling. I didn't want to come home after after ten o'clock yeah. because uh, ten o'clock that was the deadline at home even uh, when I was 19, 20 years old, mm -hmm. uh, 10 o'clock. And uh, I remember coming home one time and it we had a great time. And I don't know where I was, but there's a bunch of guys together in St. Tunis. And uh, I go, well, we're having, uh, some had a beer. Uh, I wasn't much of a drinker, but I had something to drink, whatever. But we were having general fun, getting around, horsing around, and there was a whole bunch of people together, young people. And uh, it was so much fun, and I forgot to look at my watch. And I got home by about 10, 10, uh, 10 to 11 o'clock, close to 11. Mm -hmm. And Dad was upstairs, but he couldn't sleep because he knew I wasn't home yet, mm. and he wanted to make sure that he could greet me before 
I go to bed. And, uh, did he greet you? Uh, uh, yes, he did. <laughs> uh, you know the clock here in the dining room, mm -hmm. that big old clock that they got when they were married 12 and a half years? That is the clock that... And he stood there in front of me, like uh, two feet away, and he looked at that clock and he turned his head and he's staring at the clock and then he looks at me and he says, do you see what time it is? I said, yeah, but that we were having a lot of fun. He says, oh, that's good. He said, that's good. At least you were having fun and there is no reason you couldn't come home for, uh, and be home at 10 o'clock. I told you, 10 o'clock. And you know that. I said, yeah, but we're having so much fun. If you were having so much fun, you'll have it again. But you come home at 10 o'clock. And I said, okay, Dad. And he said, there is no excuse for that. You, uh, you knew what, what time it was. And, uh, well, uh, of course he knew that uh, I was willing to take the consequences. So uh, I said, yeah, well, it, it just... He said, if you weren't having any fun... There's no sense waiting after 10 for the fun to come because it won't. If you can't have any before 10, it won't come after. He says, and if you were having fun, you should be glad you had it. But 10 o'clock, you come home. So there was one more occasion, oh, maybe a month or so later. And uh, we were having a great time. And there was one girl at the party that, well, they were all taken care of, and I went out with this one girl, you know, you bring them home because they, they need somebody to take them home so that uh, nothing happens to them. Yeah. Uh, that's only fair, you know, the, the weaker sex, as they call them. And I brought her home and, well, it took quite a bit of doing to find the place and... Open the door. And, uh, yeah, open the door, but before they opened the door and, uh, well, you know how it goes, it... Uh, and I wasn't in any hurry, the weather was nice. So we were talking about things that we never talked about before because we never met before. And uh, so it got later and later. And by golly, it got to be, I uh, must have been close to midnight by the time I come home. And I said, holy mackerel. And I go nicely to the back, feel the garage door because usually the garage door is open, way behind the house. Nobody would ever go in there. And then uh, the garage door is locked. And then I go to the front door. The front door is locked. I can't get in. What the hell am I going to... Oh, uh, wait a minute. Then I remember we have the display window for the store. And in front of this display window, there was a big bar, like uh, about a uh, three-quarter inch bar square, and windows, because people would put the bike against the wall to come shopping, mm -hmm. and the handlebar would go against the glass and bust the windows. So my dad had these protections built uh, to protect the uh, display windows. And I thought, well, and above the windows, there was a little roof like that, and they were fastened with the same kind of bar and the fancy curls in it, fastened on the wall so that they were held up to be put in place. Mm -hmm. And uh, I knew that. 
I thought, well, I get the bike and I put the bike underneath and when I stand on the crossbar of the bike, I can then stand on that bar a little bit and on the bike and I can grab this curl from the bar that holds up that little roof mm-hmm. and I climb on the roof and just above that, about uh, six or seven feet, is the open window and there was the open window to the to the loft where the the flour for the bakery was stored. Mm-hmm. But you got to have fresh air circulating all the time to right. prevent stuff from going stale. And I thought, well, I can get in through that window. It's just a matter of getting up there. So I get the back the bike from the back and put it beside that bar and that way I climbed on, I got a hold of the bar and I sprung myself on top and I stood there and I couldn't reach it, it was still a little ways away. This is curl, the same curl that was on the wall, it's the same kind of curl that was holding the roof up to make it look fancy at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, if I if I jump with one leg on there and then stretch out, then I grab the ledge of the window and sure enough, it worked. I stood on there, I grabbed the latch and I hoisted myself into the window and I was with my belly on the windowsill and the window was open and it was pitch dark in there. But I knew my way around the house, so uh, I'll find my way to the bedroom. And just as I get across and I drop down on the other side, I'm inside and I drop down in front of the window and there is a couple of pails and that thin metal that they had stuff for the bakery that uh, that they bought from the wholesaler mm-hmm. and uh, bakers always had that in, in big volume like and uh, like uh, these uh, cherries and stuff for decoration uh, for, for on pastries and uh, anyway I stepped on one of those pails that hit another pail and a racket uh, in the dead of night and there was no traffic or nothing. That would have woke up the dead. And the next thing I know, I'm standing there and trying to get oriented where is the door to the hallway to the bedroom. But there was no need because all of a sudden that door to the opened up and the light in the hallway that had turned the light on and he was in his nightgown and it was white and uh, it would have been white even if it hadn't been white because it looked like a ghost. I knew that he had put those pails there for an alarm clock. When he comes home, that's the only place of entrance. He'll find his way in, but I'll find my way to the loft. And sure enough, those pails rattled for quite a while, enough to wake everybody else up. But I was lucky I got into bed after my uh, after I paid my dues. And uh, there was never any questions. You come home at that hour. Whatever you did after 10 o'clock, you didn't have to do. So uh, uh, there was no credit card. If you do something wrong, you get paid right on the spot. And I did. So was she worth it? Uh, in hindsight, 
uh, a couple of days later, not at that moment, mm-hmm. but I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. But uh, the, uh, funny that I probably had a dream about it. <laughs> but uh, uh, at the moment, no, it, it, it was not enjoyable. But a couple of days later, well, yeah, it was worth it. Uh, would you do it again? I think so. Yeah. Uh, but, well, that's when you're young. You do foolish things. Mm-hmm. It, uh, yeah, sometimes you think uh, it wasn't worth it when you think, holy cow, you got boy, oh boy, what a girl. Uh, there's no way she's going to go out with me, but I already have no. And if I don't ask, uh, I'll keep no. Mm-hmm. And I'll make a chance. So I ask, and sometimes, oh, you know, they, Girls have a funny way of doing things. So who do you think you are? What do you mean? You go out with you? <laughs> uh, so uh, a couple of you, you get careful that that you like a certain degree of right. certainty. But yeah, I've asked some a couple of times, and they weren't all that. Uh, they were okay, but not for that. Uh, that you have with skip a beat or anything like that. Uh, I've had that a couple of times. Uh, unfortunately, uh, it works out okay. It didn't skip for nothing. But, uh, yeah, it's a... Uh, <laughs> uh, I wonder if... I know Will... Uh, Will was so different from fun. Mm-hmm. Fun never seemed to go out with girls. He understood that, uh, well, maybe because his sisters were uh, very outgoing, extrovert, let's say. They, uh, uh, I don't know your definition of wild, but they, they could be wild, but in a pleasant way. You know, you uh, they were not sitting there like a sourpuss reading a book and uh, uh, when are you going? They were, they were always nice and we were always uh, horsing around. Like, uh, a little more carefree then. Yeah, very carefree, yeah, exactly. That is what it was. And, uh, uh, you can get uh, serious when you get to know the person. But yeah. uh, and the funny thing, Fun's youngest sister, the youngest one, uh, she got pregnant. But I didn't know, and I went to Canada and uh, never heard anything. Then when I came back for the holidays, the first time, and it came up that the people there thought that was the story that went around in the village. You know, how these things happen. And I was always getting around with those girls. I was Mm -hmm. over at Fun's place a lot of times. It was a lot of fun being there. And uh, so she got pregnant, and I went to Canada. And a lot of people there thought that the bugger. He gets he gets a girl pregnant, and then the coward, and he takes off. He goes to Canada, and he lets her sit there. And nobody ever said anything. I never knew over the years mm-hmm. that she actually had gotten pregnant. And it worked out time-wise, uh, like uh, if the, uh, a month or two, 
before I left and uh, she gets pregnant and by the time she had the baby and uh, those farmers they they could count to ten and they could certainly count to nine and that is usually and then they start to divide it I bet you yeah and if you know the way he's always been and uh, he would never have made a priest and all the uh, the talk that went around so I was asked, have you ever gone out with Tony? Tony was her name. I said, no, it's a funny thing. I got pictures that I sit with her on the bench in the garden. With, we were sitting there with a bunch of us, getting around and joking, and, uh, and fun was there too. But I never had the slightest inkling to, to go out with her. I don't know why not. It... Uh, well, you don't do that, you know, the, uh, not with the sister of, mm -hmm. uh, of, of your friend. Uh, you know, you, uh, no, you don't do that. I never went out with any sisters of Wheels, and he had all kinds of them. But anyway, uh, he even had a twin sister. And uh, so... Uh, so you're a little guilty by circumstantial evidence. Yeah, okay. So, but, so you're kind of similar to your... Um, your uncle Gratis, then. Yeah, you could say that. As, yeah, he, his his bad behavior was all circumstantial. It turned out that he didn't do the things that he was accused of, especially the, the ones that were like the when when that the fire. fire. Yeah. Uh, the it's an awful thing, you know. Like uh, when people start talking like that, that's an awful an awful thing. My grandfather, he lost his life because of that. He, uh, he wouldn't have gone yeah. to the fire if people hadn't said that my uncle had set the fire. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were only too willing to blame him because, well, uh, I know he was like, because yeah. I'm told that I'm just like all my others. So if he was like me, well, yeah. The, well, if he was like you, yeah, you may be innocent in this case, but uh, I, there's a lot of other stuff you could be guilty of that you probably weren't. Uh, well, there were things that I did that Omegrades probably didn't do. Yeah. But I'm sure there were things that Omegrades did that I didn't do. Mm -hmm. But in general, uh, I had the character makeup to say, because uh, he's, he's a lot like uh, Onsegrades, as my yeah. mom would say, uh, our Grades. Yeah. And so he... Uh, uh, and and uh, once I got dubbed uh, being like Omegardus, I couldn't help but like the man. Mm -hmm. But of course, you you don't hate yourself. Yeah. Uh, you can hate yourself uh, for uh, passing up a, yeah. a good opportunity, but you don't hate yourself for being compared to an uncle you already admire mm -hmm. for so many qualities, yeah. and uh, especially uh, um, well the things that I heard. I know uh, he, he didn't do it, so uh, he wasn't even in the village when it happened, and it made me feel good, but wherever he was didn't matter. Uh, I enjoyed my mom actually comparing me with her yeah. youngest brother. Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, and why not? And now and I have met some of his children, like, family mm -hmm. and uh, it makes me happy to 
to know because the rest I, I really the only of all the family on either side the the, the oh my God's family is the only one that I'm still in touch with mm-hmm. and uh, I still have to try and remember who is a child of who and and, and who was a child of Omegrads and who was married to whom and uh, uh, I, I know a fair amount, but there is so many of them because Omegrads had a lot of kids and when they start getting married and they have kids and you know the, it's the second, third generation by now mm-hmm. so, but uh, Nope, I think we can kind of almost wrap oh. it up because I think right now where we are you've got, uh, Will's gone off to Australia you're with Francine about to embark off to Canada. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll put a pin in that one, and then we can kind of pick up just on, on your yeah, departure I, and what takes place then. Yeah, when I go on the boat. I Unless there was more wild oats you sowed at, at home that uh, you wanted to confess to now. I, uh, well, I don't have anything to confess. There is nothing that I regret. Uh, and there is really, well, it depends on your views, but... There was nothing that I would have to go to the confessional for. At one time, I would confess everything mm-hmm. because I was uh, petrified. Uh, you know, hell was a bad thing, mm-hmm. but even purgatory could be a bitch. So I, so, oh, I got to watch my language, but it is. Mm-hmm. So why not uh, call it cow cow? And uh, well, yeah, there may be the odd thing, but. Uh, I'll weave it in somehow if uh, if I do think about it because just recently I, I remembered with Bosse Bolle mm-hmm. and then I remembered our first meeting in the hallway to the washroom and getting them for free and, and, and fun wondering about how come I get them for free but I was eating them on a more regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one time I uh, would you would you like a coffee? Huh? And she didn't even ask me. Bought me the coffee, and I had the boss ball with it. Mm. So uh, I think that explains that explained itself. See, the, uh, I I get to thinking about my past. It's a beautiful. I had a beautiful childhood, minus a few years in the cemetery, in the seminary, almost the same thing. Yeah, Freudian slip. <laughs> So anyhow, it uh, yeah, uh, there may be the odd thing coming out, and if worthwhile, I'll I'll knit it into yep. the the whole thing. Okay, we'll sign off then, and we'll uh, talk to everyone next week. Okay. <laughs>